Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AABIP podcast. I'm Jasleen Panu, your host. I'm an interventional pulmonologist at the Ohio State University Medical Center, and I'm very glad and fortunate to have with us today Dr. Ellen Volker, my friend and colleague, associate professor and director of interventional pulmonology at the National Jewish Health Hospital in Denver, Colorado. Welcome, Ellen, and thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here to talk about the AABIP annual conference with my co-chair. Perfect. So Ellen and I have had the pleasure of organizing the AABIP conference this year, and it has been an incredible learning experience. We wanted to share some of the insights with our audience, um, you know, what goes on behind the organizing large conferences and what is there to gain for everyone in them. So we thought we'll share this insights with all of you. Um, so first things first, uh, Ellen, do you have any conflicts related uh, to this topic? No, I do not. And also the content expressed here are views of the speaker and myself and not necessarily endorsed by ABIP. So uh, with the formalities out of the way, let's uh, get to the topic and let's begin from the beginning, Ellen. Let's talk about what goes behind organizing a large international conference or a national conference like ABIP. What is the backstage process? Yeah, th thank you. So um, ABIP has an actual planning committee for its annual conference. And it consists of board members, the AABIP administrative support staff, without whom this could not happen, as well as the current and former scientific program chairs. So um, there's regular meetings that become far more frequent as the year goes on uh, to help plan this uh, incredible annual conference. What uh, what what kind of um, processes involved in including topics and organizing the the scientific program? Wonderful, yeah. So each year our conference is held. Um, somewhere in August, generally. So right after that, um, the Education Committee through AABIP will send out RFAs for being the co-chair uh, for the following year. Uh, so to be co-chair of the scientific program. And then obviously that person will become a subsequent chair in the year following. They must be a physician member of the AABIP in good standing, um, so pay your dues. And then you should be at least five years out from completing IP fellowship and demonstrate prior service within the AABIP. So our conversation today is very timely as we talk about ways to uh, get more involved in AABIP. Additionally, also around that same time in the fall, we'll send out RFAs for both physician and non-physician members like APPs and RTs or uh, bronchoscopy nurses, all of them that help support us and our members of AABIP, um, they can all um, apply to be part of the scientific program subcommittees. Um, those are broken up into diagnostic, therapeutic, education, plural disease, innovation, and then miscellaneous topics. Um, and so 
it's a great way to be involved and help shape the scientific program. And then shortly after those subcommittees are um, are set up, then AABIP will also send out requests for session topics. So just like we're all familiar with submitting topics, maybe for some other international conferences, AABIP will send them out um, shortly after the annual conference as well. And once those are submitted, our wonderful staff at AABIP will uh, get them out to the scientific subcommittees to review those sessions and rank them. Right. So it's a pretty intricate process and probably all, all conferences follow that with a very critical process of analyzing all the submitting proposals and the submitters and um, choosing faculty and assigning faculty based on their expertise and availability. And everything does go through a intricate approval process from the board and the executive committees before it is finalized. So uh, this was it was really enlightening to know this process today uh, and as well as through the last year and work through it. So um, yeah, so in in general, in our lives, you know, especially as interventional pulmonologists, we are pretty busy. Um, and uh, so why should we get involved? You know, I wanted to talk to our audience regarding that. What is they there to gain through this process? Uh, because this is obviously outside of our regular work. What can, what can be gained through this, you think? <laughs> right. Yes, as you mentioned, it's definitely all volunteer, but um, it's a wonderful opportunity um, to get involved So uh, and kind of help develop your career, right? We all need that for our uh, promotion as we increase the ranks in faculty, but it's also a wonderful opportunity to network and work with your colleagues uh, across the uh, country, if not throughout the globe. And you can also build foundation for societal leadership. So obviously within AABIP uh, and demonstrate, you know, that you want to be involved and you'd like to continue to be involved over time. Um, but I also found one of the most rewarding things as being co-chair last year and chair this year was it you know, kind of forced me, but in a good way to stay abreast of cutting edge developments in our field, um, be up to date on the most recent research and uh, publications out there, um, because we want to make sure that gets integrated into the scientific program every year. So, you know, it was educational, but also, you know, it's a great way to advance your own career. Exactly. And the leadership skills uh, we learn from this and the organizational skills, I'm sure will go a, a long way and will stay on our resume and CV as we progress through our careers. And maybe someday we'll give us opportunity to make some uh, changes in the field of IP improvements, next steps. Uh, and I think it's very exciting to to be a part of that. So I'm, I'm totally enjoying this process. Um, we do get contacted throughout the year about being more involved. Um, and sometimes that's right on time, but sometimes, you know, it's after the deadline and nothing much can be done. So, uh, you know, let's talk about a little bit of what's a good way of being involved and staying involved so that um, uh, proper topics and uh, interesting, uh, you know, sessions that people want to bring about are, are duly addressed. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, I think the first thing which seems very basic, but is so important is to stay on top of the AABIP emails uh, as they come out. And um, often there's alerts on social media as well. But, you know, all of these um, requests, whether it's to be a part of the subcommittee or co-chair or for session content, will all come out through emails from AABIP. So staying on top of those, um, making sure you meet the deadlines to submit those things. And then, you know, I think one of the most important things we can do to um, to be involved, but also help shape what the next year's conference looks like is to take notes when you're at other conferences or when you're at this year's AABIP conference or um, CHESS or ATS, uh, note topics or um, sessions that were notable to you, or, you know, maybe you felt like there was something missing and you want to ensure that that's present in next year's conference. Uh, we want to hear about it and hopefully have you submit those things. Um, another great way to become involved in the annual conference is to submit abstracts and cases. Um, we have really worked hard this year, as you'll hear a little later, to ensure that we include early career and trainees. Uh, we want to have them be involved. And so we've created so many more ways to um, submit abstracts and cases and be involved and ensure that everybody gets to present uh, in person, if possible, their cases and abstracts. And we have a lot more venues for that. And lastly, certainly let everybody know if you are um, able to volunteer as faculty, you know, of course, for the scientific program, but we have so many more opportunities now to be faculty for abstract sessions and uh, the hands-on simulation sessions. Yeah, and now we're so close to um, this conference in 2023. It's like just about a month away and even closer now to start organizing the conference for 2024. So time flies, but we are so excited about so many new things happening this year, right? So uh, what are you most excited about? You know, I think for me, uh, the most exciting part, other than the gala that we'll get to, <laughs> but uh, the most exciting part, as I mentioned before, is really incorporating uh people who are early in their career, we have more abstracts and cases submitted this year than ever before, but I mean by a substantial amount. And um, we have lightning rounds and e-poster format in addition to abstract winners and and we really wanted to ensure that everybody gets a chance, even if it's the two-minute elevator presentation that they'll be giving uh, during their e-poster session. We really wanted to make sure that we uh, incorporated everyone and recognized them. So I think that's my most, um, I don't know, exciting uh, sessions and incorporation into the uh, the whole conference for this year. Jasleen, what's your um, most uh, exciting event or part of the conference for this year? Also, besides the gala, um, <laughs> so definitely excited about the the hands on uh, sessions. So ABIP starting simulation this year and. 
Um, it was intriguing to learn how much goes into organizing that part of the conference. So um, we're just introducing tips and tricks for this uh, first conference in um, in some of the main modalities that are a part of interventional bronchoscopy and um, advanced bronchoscopy. So peripheral diagnostic bronchoscopy in stents, in nodule tracking, platforms and the bronchial valves. Uh, there will be tips and tricks from experts and simulation sessions. That's been very exciting as well as learning experience. So I'm I'm excited to see what learners will have to say regarding that. So, yep. So a lot of different things and uh, not to say, um, you know, less about the networking opportunities. We are especially highlighting, of course, women in IP and APPs and advanced bronchoscopy, early career of, uh, faculty and fellows so there can be ample networking opportunity. There's there's so much to gain from networking in these conferences, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I know that it's led to future, you know, collaboration and research at prior uh, AABIP conferences. and uh, But one of the things that I really took away from last year that I'm looking forward to this year too is participating in the uh, early career and fellow networking event because I got to know you know, pulmonary critical care fellows who are interested in uh, becoming IP fellows and, you know, so early on in their career. And it's so fun to have met them and worked with them over the year, um, whether it's the boot camp or robotics training or whatever it is. It was so nice to have met them previously and, um, uh, and get to meet them during that time. So I think that's you know, certainly something that I'm looking forward to and has really, um, you know, led to great networking and knowing kind of the younger population in our community as they, um, as they go on. The other thing that I, I wanted to make sure we talked about was um, we worked hand in hand with the education committee and they have developed something new called the essential knowledge and ip series and we are inaugurating this at the annual conference this year and they really wanted to put together a whole series of essential things that we should all know in IP. And this year they're starting with malignant pleural disease. What's cool about this is we are pairing earlier career faculty with more senior faculty to present at the conference, but also they'll get a publication out of it. And I think it's, um, Gosh, I just think it's such a unique but supportive way that AABIP has come up with to help, um, of course, develop your resume and uh, get involved, but also contribute to the overall discipline, right? So we'll have this whole series that we can use for teaching our own uh, fellows as time goes on and refer people to when we're looking at essential topics like malignant pleural disease or therapeutics as um, things go on, we'll be able to, to look at this and yeah. it's starting this August. And, and keep the um, tradition of publishing on and that's, that's an incredible opportunity and that encourages, you know, further publications uh, from, from the fellows who'd be involved. So that's, that was definitely a good step. 
Well, um, thank you, Ellen, for talking to me. And please, everybody, do check out the, the program for both the scientific program and hands-on sessions on the website. And we look forward to meeting you there and probably staying involved for the, for the following years, too. Thank you, Ellen. Oh, thank you. And everybody, we hope to see you at the gala on Friday night. <laughs> Definitely. See you. Thanks.